We don't trust our own knowledge or wisdom on what to say. The power is in God's message. Our staff pray and they broadcast the gospel as clearly as they can, and we count on God to make the difference in people's lives. In a few moments, you'll hear more from Ed Cannon, the president of the Far East Broadcasting Company, as he shares stories from his recent travels, much evidence of God at work in the lives of millions of people. Welcome to First Person. I'm Wayne Shepherd. I'm grateful to be in partnership with FEBC, and from time to time, I enjoy sharing stories that come from the over 2 million listener responses that FEBC receives from the nearly 50 countries reached by its broadcasts, often difficult to reach places where radio penetrates with the gospel message. Every day for 30 days, a new inspiring testimony from around the world will be sent to you to encourage your faith and help you pray for people who have never heard the hope of Christ. There's no obligation, and you can sign up at firstpersoninterview.com. Ed Cannon and I get together quite often in the studio, spending time hearing the testimonies of lives changed by God through FEBC. On one of those days recently, I asked Ed to stay a few extra minutes so that we could get his briefing on what's going on in specific countries. We start our world report now in the country of Kyrgyzstan. Five years ago, FEBC had no presence in Kyrgyzstan. It's not a huge country, but it's absolutely absent of a presence of a Christian church. Traditionally Muslim. Traditionally Muslim, um, formerly Soviet Union country, mm-hmm. recently turned back to its original roots. It's independent now. And they're migrating from speaking the Russian language to speaking their native Kyrgyz language. So for the first time ever, when we started a radio station in the capital city of Bishkek just five years ago, people are hearing broadcasts of the gospel of Jesus Christ in their native language. It's amazing when you stop and think about that that's really happening. I was there just a few months ago, got to visit the station, got to go on air with the morning team there at the station. It's a wonderful experience and great team that God has pulled together there. That's great. And the response from the people in that community is amazing. Numbers of people calling the radio station, visiting the radio station, writing the radio station, wanting to connect with questions about this new thing that they're hearing about Christianity. It's almost like a book of Acts sort yeah, of a story. true. And the government has responded in a very unusual way. They said, we've heard from our people that they're encouraged and inspired by your radio program. So if you have an interest in opening other radio stations in other cities, we'll allow you to use these frequencies. Did it catch you by surprise when they said that? Well, certainly. I thought we were enemies of the state. But actually, the mayor of the city of Bishkek came and greeted our staff at Christmas time, although he's not a Christian. And he presented our staff with a Christmas present in appreciation for what they've done to give hope to the community. And again, you have to understand the context and history of this country to know how amazing that is. That is. And interestingly, now we've taken them up on this offer to start start these new radio stations, and we're up to three radio stations now in that country. And the regions in which we're putting these radio stations are very mountainous, very hilly, very rugged terrain. But that allows us to put the antenna on top of very high mountains, 13 to 15,000 feet, And it expands way across the countryside. Mm -hmm. So we're getting responses from hundreds of miles away from our transmitters, from people saying, I want to know more about this Jesus that you proclaim. You're happy with the response from listeners? Tremendously happy. How could we not be? And the response from the government offering us more and more stations. 
Our staff are so inspired at the product that they're producing and the results that they're getting from the community. How should we pray? I would want to pray for the hearts of those people who have yet heard, people who are going to stumble across our signal in the next few months, that their hearts will be prepared to respond in such a way as to come to faith in Christ. All right, that's the country of Kyrgyzstan. We're going to hop around uh, from country to country here while we have you in the studio today, Ed. Uh, By the way, how long have you been with FEBC now as president? Five years. Has it been five years already? Yeah, five (laughs) years. You've made, I don't know how many trips to these countries, especially Cambodia. You've been to Cambodia a number of times, haven't you? We had a lot of challenges in Cambodia and a lot of things to sort of write. But the good news, Wayne, is we're right at the cusp of fixing all of those problems. We've replaced our old transmitter in the city of Phnom Penh, which was tired and worn out and operating at a very low efficiency. So hardly anybody was hearing the signal. So we've got a brand new transmitter there, a better antenna. We've reestablished a staff that's encouraged to be producing good content. And they're on 24 hours a day, seven days a week now, broadcasting the good news. The number of people from uh, the Phnom Penh urban region that are responding is very encouraging. It's growing parabolically. Hmm. Well, when you talk about you know, rebuilding a station like this where the transmitter was not doing its job and you could, you know, increase the power and all that. I mean, how does that get done? Who does all that? Well, we partnered with Northwestern Radio in Minneapolis and they went on air and they talked to their listeners and they said, we would like to help FEBC Cambodia reach millions of listeners in Cambodia with the gospel, just like you hear through our radio network. And the listeners of Northwestern responded in such a way that Northwestern was our partner. They provided the funding. We provided the hard work and the effort. They came to Phnom Penh, and we had a wonderful celebration to dedicate that new transmitter. We're being heard on Faith Radio right now, so some of the listeners thanks tuned to, in to this you world. people yeah. that are listening to Faith Radio right now for yeah. your partnership, and thanks on behalf of tens of thousands of Khmer speaking people who appreciate hearing the good news because of your faithful contributions. Let's point out that when we talk about broadcasting in these countries, we're talking about local broadcasters, local people broadcasting to their own culture. So the local dialect is always spoken on the radio. Our staff are completely Khmer citizens from Phnom Penh and the Cambodian region. They're mostly younger people um, who have a heart for Christ and want to learn how to do broadcasting. And we've put them on the air. We've given them training And we've allowed them to speak to the local people, understanding what it's like to live in that country because they too live there. They experience the same problems of other Cambodian people, and they understand this rich cultural background that they've had, most recently coming out of the horrible times under the Pol Pot regime where so many Cambodians were slaughtered. That's uh, Cambodia. Now, uh, throughout the uh, Far East Broadcasting Company's uh, outreach around the world, uh, nearly 50 countries, by the way, you've told me that over 2 million people respond every year. That's an awful lot of stories to be told. That's a lot of stories. And every one is just as rich as the previous one. Hmm. And one of our goals, Wayne, is to measure the effectiveness of our broadcasts and our communication. And the best way we feel to measure that is listening to the responses that we get from those who listen. Mm -hmm. And by their testimonies, We understand that we're actually making transformations in lives of people by broadcasting the gospel. If that weren't the case, we would simply be broadcasting without any knowledge of whether we're being effective. 
I know you're doing everything you possibly can so that we in North America hear these stories of all these listeners' lives being changed by FEBC. One of the ways that we do that together is that we produce an online devotional that's available to our first-person listeners right now. Yeah, it's a 30-day devotional filled with stories of the transformation of lives from listeners. Many of them are the letters we receive from people, and some of them are actual video recordings of listeners who have responded and allowed us to tape them. Those video recordings demonstrate what it's like to live in a country like Kyrgyzstan or Cambodia or the Ukraine and understand the difficulties. So if these are the kind of stories that can enrich your life and enrich those that you know, so please go online to firstpersoninterview.com and sign up for that devotion. There's no obligation And you'll receive a free 30-day devotion filled with the kinds of stories that we talk about where people's lives are transformed through the broadcast of the gospel. Yeah, and we will have all the information about this devotional at that website, firstpersoninterview.com. All right, we're uh, on this tour of uh, ministry radio stations around the world operated by the Far East Broadcasting Company. We've talked about Kyrgyzstan, Cambodia. Let's talk about Ukraine. You know I have a great love for the country of Ukraine and its people. They're going through very difficult times with the war. I know there's a lot of suffering in Ukraine. How is FEBC responding? Well, we continue to broadcast the gospel despite the torn country, despite the fact that we've had our stations destroyed. We've even had our staff killed by the separatists who were violently opposed to the broadcast of the gospel. But through the fearless pursuit of our staff, we're still broadcasting the gospel on five FM stations now in Ukraine. That's grown. It's it, Yeah, it was zero five years ago. So that's exponential growth. <laughs> the government of Ukraine is very friendly to our message because it's providing hope in a, in a time when the people are just in despair and they have nothing to grip onto. So we're providing that message in the middle of war-torn Ukraine. Many, many people are responding. Even some of the soldiers fighting on the opposite side have heard our broadcasts and written to our station. Give me an idea. I mean, what difference can a radio station make in the midst of a war zone? What difference can the gospel make in the midst of a broken life? It's absolutely simple. We don't trust our own knowledge or wisdom on what to say. The power is in God's message, and that message is most effective when people have nothing else to distract them, when everything in your life has been taken away, loved ones, home, security, education, jobs, which is what wars do. The only thing that can matter in people's lives is the gospel. Our staff pray and they broadcast the gospel as clearly as they can, and we count on God to make the difference in people's lives. I understand one of the new stations, the newest station, is in Odessa in Ukraine, which is a historic, beautiful city. It's a beautiful city, very torn with difficulties, strife, corruption. A lot of ethnic differences there. And yet the gospel speaks across all those differences, bridges all those gaps, corresponds all those differences in culture. We'll talk about some more countries in just a moment, but when you look at the whole, what what's on your heart about FEBC's broadcast these days? You know, it seems like when you look at the world today, everyone's thinking about all the troubles, terrorism, uh, the European Union struggles, economic struggles, the difficulty in Syria, the difficulty with North Korea. It's all challenging, but yet what I see is a world that's still in need of hope and probably in a position, Wayne, where they're more receptive to hearing the gospel and hearing the truth. So our staff worldwide 
are prayerful and encouraged that as we continue to stick to our goal, our mission, which is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, this is a world that's in need and will hear and will respond. We'll visit more countries through Ed Cannon's eyes coming up today on First Person. Please stay with us. As you listen today, there is a way for you to receive even more when you sign up for the free online devotional from FEBC. Coupled with scripture and a prayer, each day you'll be inspired to read and many times see videos of lives being changed by God in the countries served by FEBC's broadcasts. You'll automatically receive this devotional via email when you sign up at firstpersoninterview.com. I love seeing this in my email each day, and I think you will as well. Visit firstpersoninterview.com. My guest is Ed Cannon, who is president of the Far East Broadcasting Company. And as listeners hear me say each week, this program is supported by FEBC. So, Ed, thank you for that support. It's a partnership that I love. Well, and I thank the listeners for supporting FEBC so that we can support you. Yeah. You've just uh, recently completed some very important meetings in Seoul, South Korea, which leads me to ask about the uh, strategic thinking going on at Far East Broadcasting these days. Well, you know, we've depended on... uh, on God to guide us for decades. And that's been very successful. And while our organization is totally dependent on prayer and trusting in God to supply the resources we need, we've kind of taken another step to say that doesn't preclude us from the need to provide strategic thinking resources to all of our countries. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we've really done differently in the last few years is focus on country-by-country strategy, where they look and say, what is the specific circumstances in our country affecting uh, media delivery, uh, radio signals, who's listening to what, how's the culture changing, how is technology playing into this. And you really have to do that on a country-by-country basis, don't you? We really do, especially, Wayne, because every country is so different. You know, governmental regulations and all these things. So we have applied a very rigorous strategic planning model to every country. And the results of those plans are coming forth with tremendous ideas and ways to increase our coverage and the effectiveness of the programs that we put out to the people. Let's continue our world tour, at least part of the world here today on First Person As Time Permits. We talked about Kyrgyzstan, what God's doing through the broadcast there, Cambodia. Ukraine. We didn't mention Russia. That's That's been a particular challenge of late, hasn't it? Yeah, there's been a lot of changes. We've been broadcasting in Russia for three decades, first via shortwave radio with tremendous responses. And then we began developing AM radio stations and FM radio stations. We had two very large AM stations, one in Moscow, one in St. Petersburg, that with the recent laws passed by the government of no proselytization, no outside missions working in Russia, these radio stations were shut down, providing a huge void for the people who have been depending on these stations for spiritual growth for a very, very long time. So that had to be a setback. It was. However, our strategic plans recognized that the future of AM radio in Russia was diminishing. And so we put together a lot of programs to understand how we could utilize satellite radio, social media, cell phone apps, and had begun the transition already to those mediums before the AM stations were shut down. So that when the government informed us that we're going to have to shut the stations down, we made a quick transition to these other medias where now we're confident that we're broadcasting to far more people 
because of the ease of access to these social media and internet-based outlets. And I've been reading some of the listeners' response from Russia. It's incredible. Uh, lives are being touched by the gospel through these broadcasts. There's a lot of hurt in in that country. And we all have a different perspective about Russia these days, and we all have our opinions about Russia. But FEBC sees it as a ministry opportunity. They sure do. Our staff love the people of Russia. They care deeply for those people. They're broken, hurting, needing people, just like we are everywhere. Sure. And reaching out to them with the gospel and hearing their tremendous responses is a real blessing, not only to our staff of Russia, but to all of us at FEBC. So pray for Russia and FEBC's ministry there, primarily online these days, but in other ways as well. All right, uh, another big country is China. It's the country where FEBC started broadcasting many years ago. One of my favorite stories is how the broadcasts were going into China via shortwave for 13 years without a single indication of anyone listening. Uh, That's really true, isn't it? That's right, Wayne. Uh, Our broadcast started into China right at the conclusion of the Second World War. As a matter of fact, we were given some equipment by the U.S. government that was used in the war effort in the South Pacific. And those transmitters and those towers were used to broadcast the gospel into China. And we broadcast, as Wayne said, for 13 years without ever having one response from the closed country what of China. What kept them going? The staff were just praying, and they were hopeful. Our director and founder, Bob Bowman, continued to have faith that God spoke clearly to him, that he wanted him to broadcast into China. And he never backed down on his faith on those 13 years until we got our first letter, which now is proudly displayed, by the way, in the Hong Kong office, from a listener saying, I want to know more about the man you speak of, Jesus. And by the way, Many, many people are listening faithfully to your broadcast. That had to be such an encouragement to those early broadcast pioneers, huh? It was, and it still is. And last year in China, we received over 800,000 letters from people in that country. And we had tens of millions of people sign on to download podcasts off of our internet. So the ministry has expanded wildly. And the number of people there in that country who are in house churches, still having to listen under the cover of secrecy, are depending on FEBC or Liangyu, good friend, radio in that country for their spiritual growth and content. Ed, the main reason I wanted to talk to you today was that I really wanted to promote prayer for these various countries. And a great way to effectively pray for these countries is to follow the FEBC devotional that's available online and available at our website. And listeners get these stories and very often videos and scripture, and it's a great way to stay up with what's happening. That's very encouraging. I really love the videos. You can listen to a story about a testimony of a person's life. And as we do on our broadcasts often, we talk about these testimonies read by someone from the country. So it's culturally sort of uh, sensitive. But the videos are really the best way because they portray a picture of what it's like to live in a country like Kyrgyzstan or Cambodia or Indonesia with a testimony from a listener of how radio has changed their life. And I am confident that if you could go to firstpersoninterview.com and register for our online 30-day devotion, it would speak to your heart and inspire you with stories of Christians living in far more difficult circumstances than we have here in the U.S. Very glad to partner with you on that. 
We have a couple of minutes left. Uh, let's see if we can squeeze two more countries in here. We won't get to every country where FEBC broadcasts. But okay. Let's talk about the country of Indonesia. I don't think it's a country well understood by Americans. No, it's not understood at all, but I love to talk about it. Indonesia is the fourth largest country in the world. Very few people understand that. China, of course, 1.5 billion. India, 1.1 billion. The United States now about 350 million. Right. Indonesia is fourth with 300 million people on a very small track of land, mostly islands. Would you guess that there would be more than 16,000 islands in Indonesia? Oh, goodness. And there is at low tide because there's 17,000 at low tide. <laughs> Indonesia is the number one user of social media in the world. There are 750,000 people there, Wayne, who have no access to power in their home, who make less than $3 a month, but they use Facebook every yeah. day. What's the challenge for FEBC there? Well, it's, a, it's the largest Muslim country in the world, so our proclamation of the gospel isn't particularly welcome. Also, with people being uh, Muslim in their background, it's difficult to explain the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But our staff are very faithful, and they continue to broadcast despite these difficulties. And we get thousands of people every month who call our counseling center, where FEBC reaches out through our staff at a deeper level into people's lives so that they can know more about Christ. So the challenge is it's all over. It's how we broadcast a message in a government that's not necessarily friendly and how we reach out to people through our counseling staff and through phone calls and emails so that they truly understand and can come to faith. We don't have time to really fully discuss India, but there are great challenges in India right now. The government has said that this is a Hindu nation. And as Christian missions are going there, they're not as welcome as they used to be. We can't broadcast on local stations because it's all government controlled. So access to media in the country is more and more and more limited. 1,700 languages in that country. It's a very difficult challenge. But once again, our staff are very encouraged and hopeful that despite all these challenges and all this persecution on the outside, God's opening doors that have been closed for decades and we're reaching out to people with the truth through what media we can use so that when people hear the gospel, they too can come to faith. One final thing, Ed, and that is that God has raised up an incredible staff in each of these countries around the world. Uh, we may never know their name. We may never meet them, but just know that God's doing a great work through them. And that's how I can ask you to pray for us. Pray for our staff who suffer in very difficult circumstances. They're under a lot of pressure and yet they take their jobs so seriously because they know eternity depends on these people hearing the truth. And they may not have any other access to the truth except through our broadcasts. So pray daily for our staff and encourage them that their work will accomplish what it's intended. Ed Cannon is all about proclaiming the gospel message and enabling gifted local language teachers to deliver God's word to millions of listeners through the Far East Broadcasting Company. For more about FEBC and the free online devotional we mentioned, visit FirstPersonInterview.com. And don't forget, we have a Facebook page as well. I enjoy reading the comments of our First Person listeners, and you can leave your comments when you like our page, Facebook.com slash FirstPersonInterview. We also have a smartphone and tablet app, which you can use to take this program with you on the go. Download the app and then download your favorite programs. Search for First Person Interview in your app store. Again, use those three words, First Person Interview. 
Next time, we begin a two-part interview with car guy Barry McGuire, who's praying for a spiritual revival. Part one with Barry next week. Now, with thanks to my friend and producer, Joe Carlson, I'm Wayne Shepherd. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for First Person. First Person.